Hello and welcome to Two Peas in a Pod. We're currently living in a time where there's seemingly a lot of negativity on the news, social media, so we're here to show you that that's not the case. We'll find great things happening around the world and to celebrate positive news rather than making it a token piece at the end of a news bulletin. We'll be talking to each other as well as guests and see how they're celebrating positivity. This won't be preachy, it won't be political. Our plan is to be positive and hopefully have a good laugh along the way. His name's Kez. His name's Ben. And welcome to episode eight of Two Peas in the Pod. Episode eight. Hi. Yeah, man, how are you? You doing well this week? Yeah, really good, man. Really good. It's just the sun's shining. Very good. It's been a really positive morning really slash is. afternoon. Yeah. yeah, really, really good today. How about you? Yeah, mate, all good. Yeah, now that we've got the unlimited exercise available to us, I've decided to take in that into account this morning. I went for an unintentional 20-minute cold swim in the sea, which was great. I've... I absolutely bet that was freezing. It was about 11 degrees. It wasn't too bad, but not great in the way of warmth, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, no, yeah, I can it, imagine. It was very cool. It was, um, you know, there's quite a few sea swimmers out at the moment. So even just the exposure yeah. to the cold has, has been great. So um, nice. I, I just sort of just swam for a bit and then just came out and went, oh, it's been 20 minutes. I literally thought it'd been like seven, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just completely lost track of time. So I'm like, okay, I'm not obviously you know, in a, in a dangerous place for the cold and no, yeah, it's warming up now slowly. So it didn't feel too bad. So good. Yeah. Good. No, and just like felt just really positive and just had a little chat with these sea swimmers and from two meters away. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, just, it's just nice to sort of go like, Oh, you were in there for ages. That was really cool. Like, Oh, thanks. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> when you say about, um, when you say about unlimited exercise, it makes it sound like data, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Like we've upgraded. Like we've upgraded our plan. Yeah, we did yeah. have you know like sixty minutes of data yeah. uh, of exercise, and now we've got unlimited. Uh, it's an extra ten yeah. pounds a month, you know. And, yeah. But... <laughs> also, it feels like a bit kind of overwhelming. It's like unlimited exercise. I've not done enough. Oh my god. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's good. So no, feeling good, mate. Feeling good. Good. Glad to hear it. So, um, case I think we should get straight into it, mate. Um, give us a rundown of what we're going to be talking about today. I feel like it's going to be epic. Uh, yes, Ben, you are correct. It is going to be a doozy. Um, we've, got, doozy. Um, we've got some <laughs> we've got some emails and messages from you guys. Then we're going to talk about music, its positive effects, uh, including our favourite positive lyrics and songs. Uh, then we have our next guest. We've got fundraiser, former MLA fire and new father Rich Tut with us discuss fundraising and a cause close to home uh, how being a father has brought a new level of positivity into his life. Really interesting chat. It's going to be good. It's going to be a packed show. Without further ado, let's crack on. So we put out on our socials this week asking followers to send their favourite positive lyrics and their favourite live experience as well. And the response has been wicked. The reason why we did this is we've had so many messages recently over the course of us doing this podcast of, oh, how are you finding lockdown? What what are you doing to cope with the lockdown? And so many people have said music's been so important, whether that's, you yeah. know, blasting a gig that they went to on YouTube or whether that was listening to, to music rather than sort of just absorbing themselves in the news or something, going out for a walk and listening to music. And music's been so prevalent, so I thought this is a, a really great way to just get get that conversation going, a discussion, if you will. Yeah. You know, so the response, as I say, has been wicked. Kez, do you want to read a few of them that we've got so far? Yeah, so, right, who have we got here? Um, Emily has contacted us. She sent us two, actually. So there's one by a band called, my favourite band, actually, Enter Shikari, um, and this is a lyric. Yeah really really looks and makes her feel really positive and the lyric goes um when the wind's against you remember this insight 
that's the optimal condition for birds to take flight. Now the wind's against you. Don't give up the fight. Uh, really good lyric. And it speaks for itself. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, it's really positive. You know, just keep going, you know, don't give up. Yeah, it's really good. And there's another one by a band called Neck Deep. The song's called Gold Steps. Yeah. And the lyric is, because sometimes things will bend you, but trust me, you'll be fine. Because I've been moving mountains that I once had to climb. And life's not out to get you, despite the things you've been through. Because what you give is what you get. And it doesn't make sense to make do. I really, yeah, really like that. That's really cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, that song, I actually don't know much by Neck Deep. So I'm going to have to check them out after reading this. Yeah, they're, they're a cool band. They're really wicked. Yeah. And then there's another couple, uh, one from Sophie, which is uh, a song by a band called Dream State. The band is called, uh, the song is called New Wave, sorry. And uh, it's just a really one-line lyric of, my head and my heart got me this far. I think it's just, you know, perfect and really, you know, sort of speaks to some really what we're looking for. I, I absolutely yeah. love that. George Peace got in touch and said that, I think this is by Don Broco, if I'm right, uh, a song called uh, T-Shirt Song. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good one. Uh, the lyric is, uh, they're saying there's one song left, no time for no regrets. I take my T-shirt off and spin it around my head. Love yeah, it. I love that. It yeah. really reminds me of being like a, a festival or something like that. Yeah, really positive energy. Well, it re- really reminds me of being at a uh, Skindred show where they do what they call the Newport helicopter, where they go take <laughs> off, take off a, a thing of your clothing, whether it's a shirt or a shoe, and they just go right, spin it over your head when the song breaks down, and then oh, I love that. they're having a download, and then just these this whole sea of like ninety thousand people shaking this. It looked amazing. It looked so good. <laughs> Yeah, but that, yeah, that sounds epic. Lovely. So, and we got a couple of messages as well that were more down the the live experience sentiment. Oh yeah, we got one from George who said he'd give us a top four for him: the Libertines at Reading Festival 2015, and he'd mentioned he'd been waiting 13 years to see them at that point. Oh wow! Goldfinger at Slam Dunk 2018, and he'd waited 15 years to see them. Yeah, I was I was at that one. That was that was pretty epic. <laughs> that's a pretty amazing one any Metallica gig that he's been to of which he's been to four and less than Jake wow. at the Brooklyn Bowl in the O2 the Brooklyn Bowl is quite a cool little venue so yeah they are wicked experiences and like there's nothing better than waiting to see that band that you haven't seen before because they've just you know they've not been to the UK in a while because they're an American band or something or yeah. stars haven't aligned because you've been at work or something so just to have that oh my god I'm seeing them for the first time it's it's a really special moment yeah that's there's some there's some great names great bands great bands as well there we, and we love a top four we, on this show. We do love a top four. <laughs> do, love a, do love a top list. And, uh, and one from Scott. And Scott says, uh, so many live experiences, um, but the midnight with your very own Ben P. And uh, yeah, so uh, me and Scott yes. went to this gig and it was what I can only describe as sort of synth wave, which it sounds like you're listening to something that had been created in like 1984. <laughs> Honestly. And But it's been made today. And we went to this gig at the Roundhouse in London. Just the, the spectacle of it all. Like I've never seen anyone... A group of people, well, it must have been like, what, three, four, maybe 5,000 people? I can't remember what the... Yeah. They were just so excited for saxophone solos. I've never seen anything <laughs> like it. You might people like, at a rock gig would be like, oh, here comes the breakdown when it all kind of goes or something. Or yeah. like a huge guitar solo of like a more of a heavy rock thing or yeah. a big vocal performance from like Adele or something. But no, saxophone solo, 80s style. <laughs> full synths and electronic drums that sound like Phil Collins and everyone went mental and it was yeah it was oh, a really man. great gig it was really good yeah so I know you've shouted them out um, before on the podcast ben, yeah so from that gig I, so. yeah I feel like I'm really being 
it's like a sign that I should listen to this band. I think, I think you uh, should, yeah. They've got a new album out soon, so check them out. Oh, cool. <laughs> nice. Cool. What else have you got for us, guys? Um, right, so I've got a couple here. Uh, Harry got in touch. This is my sister, guys, and this just this melts my heart a little bit. So this is from the song uh, Birds by Kate Nash. Um, it is uh, all the stars up in the sky and the leaves in the trees, all the broken bits that make you jump and the grassy bits in between. All the matter in the world is how much I like you. She's hashtag wedding memories because that was the song from a first dance at her wedding. So that was just that's super super positive. That is yes. that's, yeah. And and being there myself, I uh, just oh I love that. And um, and she's also then chimed in. This is taking a sharp left turn from Kate Nash. Yeah. So Harry's favourite musical experience, music like live experience, has to be Limp Biscuit at Reading Festival. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that gig was nothing short of incredible. Um, I was there too. And it was just to have that, I don't know, it wasn't any like, oh, here's some new stuff. It was just pure old stuff. And you were just transported to being 13, 14 years old again in the early oh, 2000s, man. just listening to this like, this just hard, hard new metal. And it was it was a really brilliant gig. Oh, I wish I was there. I wasn't there at that one. So Yeah, they've just put on such a good live show. Oh, man, that's awesome. Um, and so just to top things off, we've got a few points from Instagram as well. We've got one from Matt, Further Adventures in Beer, love that name, who said that for him, lyric-wise, and I suppose live-wise, I guess, as well, um, Jimmy World the Middle, the whole song is what he said. Uh, what a tune that's that is. That's a great tune. Yeah, it's an absolutely great tune. That's the... That's one of the songs that immediately, every time I hear it, transports me back to uh, a, like a, a particular house party we would have at our friend's house. Yeah. Back when we were sort of 17, 18. And oh, yeah, really takes me back to my, that's, yeah, I love that. That's a great show. And, uh, and we've got one from Hannah, Hannah Chocolat, which is a great, a great name on Instagram um, so she responded she was like oh tough questions uh, one of my favourite live experiences was seeing Roger Waters play Dark Side of the Moon in Hyde Park incredible light show oh my god so amazing to hear the whole album in full which is amazing like what an amazing experience yeah. that would have been that is an A-list shout out like this yeah and then <laughs> you know minutes after it was like also so yes just uh, we've set her off which is great yeah. seeing Queens in the Stone Age two weekends in a row at Coachella 2014 First weekend was great, but pretty composed. The second, they were a bit drunk, absolutely on fire, and kept playing extra songs over the time limit. Like, they just didn't care. So good. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's epic. So, yeah. So, thank you all so much for all of that. That was just, it blew up for our socials. So Yeah, thank you so much. So that was really good. Uh, the response was so good, in fact, that we just wanted to talk about it more in detail. So, Kez, I'm going to ask you for three things. I want your favourite positive song, favourite positive lyric, and your favourite positive live music experience. Okay, um, so my favourite positive song. And when we talked about this before we recorded, I just wrote this song down instantly. Um, so positive song, it's got to be um, Butterflies and Hurricanes right. uh, by Muse. Uh, for me it's just so uplifting um there's a lyric uh, which is um you've got to be the best you've got to change the world and use this chance to be heard your time is now i uh, just the sort of song i put on at the beginning of a workout because it's not necessarily upbeat or fast paced really sure but it just it's uplifting and it gets you i don't know it gets me feeling yeah really positive yeah and i think that's what's really important is that you know for all the the responses that we got and our own responses is that they're going to be completely different to what you necessarily have or there might be a, a connection there where you've got a positive experience 
with that particular song. And yeah. then you walk away from it and go, oh, that is a massive tune. Oh, that made me feel a certain way. And just the, almost like when you get a smell in the room and you go, oh, that's transporting me back to a moment. Music can do yeah. exactly the same thing. So I think it's really great. Yeah. So that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, what would yours be, Ben? So favourite positive song, for kind of the reasons I was just saying is that, and it's really because of the guitar solo, the reason why it makes me feel so positive. And I, I can't really explain it any other than you just have to listen to it yourself. <laughs> is a is a track by the Smashing Pumpkins and from the oh. Siamese Dream album called Soma S O M A, and I was looking at Butch Viggs, who the guy who produced it and recorded it. Um, he recorded and produced Nevermind by Nirvana and all that sort of thing. So, you know, prolific, amazing dude. Whilst doing the research for him during uni, I found out that he did this thing called guitar overdubbing, which means that you'll have you'll record the guitar in a in a band, you record it once. And then you go, okay, let's beef that up. Let's record it again. You go, yeah, okay, record it again. And then you go, okay, let's change the guitar from a Fender to a Les Paul. You go, yeah, okay, cool. And that's brought a different tone. And you just layer and layer and layer. You might change amp settings and pedals to beef up the sound to get this this grand orchestra of guitars. Yeah. Now, normally, if I'm doing recording, I might do like four of one person to really beef up choruses, for example. Yeah. Butch Vig in this recording, infamously, uh, did 60. Wow. So... So it's had massive. So and that's over the course of the, the song, I guess, rather than like let's sing the guitars all at once and you know trying to make that happen. But there's something about the the emotive way that this solo happens. Yeah, and it just gives me goosebumps every time. You can just almost feel, you know, it being performed in the room, and you're watching it happening, and just literally goosebumps every single time. So and I can listen to that, just close my eyes, headphones on, and just get lost in that song. It's about six or seven minutes, and just just for the the payoff of that solo. So that for me is that an amazing positive song. Yeah, great shout. I like that. So yeah, so uh, lyric-wise for you then, mate, what have you got? Uh, lyric-wise, so for lyrics, I generally always look to my favourite band, which is Enter Shikari, and I bang on about them all the time. Sure. Uh, but um, but it's their track, Undercover Agents, from their last album, not the most recent one, uh, the, the Spark. So uh, the opening line to this track is, uh, and I said, park your car and come on up to my house We'll plan a revolution. I just love it. I, you know, the first time I sort of listened to this song, um, I don't even know why. You know, it's just one of those lyrics. I mean, that song has, I mean, that whole album, that band has so many quotable lyrics. They really do. Uh, but that one in particular, yeah, it just speaks to me. It's sort of, I don't know, to me, it's kind of part love song, part call to action. And as lyrics, you know, go, I don't know, those opening lyrics just... yeah really like grab me by the throat and just say you know just sort of Let's yes go. yes yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i think that's one thing that i'll always for into shikari they've just got such this such a way of just invoking that call to action that call to arms of like right let's go even if it's just a musical experience of like right let's go and let's just have a party or it could just be let's call to arms in a grander scheme of things you know yeah there's a lot of like and here yeah, there's a lot of like revolution sort of style you know yeah. like standing up against the man or whatever or, and but it's all about get, having each other's backs and um just sort of doing it together and yeah that's it solidarity to name another track as well just they do that effort, effortlessly and that song in particular for me is yeah that's my top lyric nice uh how about for you what are you what's yours so i mean you go to enter for your amazing lyrics for me I go to a band Manchester Orchestra. Yeah. Manchester Orchestra are one of my favourite bands of all time. 
there were a, a random discovery from the Reading Festival in 2007. Wow. Yeah. You know, you're just reading through the program and go, oh, they were influenced by these bands. Oh, I quite like them. We'll go check that out. <laughs> and I'd, they just blew me away. That was just this yeah. just tour de force of just live energy and noise. And I was like, okay, I need to check them out immediately. <laughs> And then they just didn't come back to the UK for another eight years. I was like, oh, no. Uh, and then they came back and then they didn't come back for another eight years or something. Or just like, you know. But in recent years, they've made this incredible, incredible album called Black Mile to the Surface. Yeah. Which is just an incredible, beautiful tune where one song seemingly like blurs into another as if it's one orchestral piece. It's incredible. Um, I highly recommend you check it out. So there's one song which ends the album called The Silence and it's just this whole build-up and it's the entire song's all about Andy Hole's uh, the lead singer and guitarist's daughter. Right. And when it hits its peak, it's like full-on... I, I clearly have a thing about crescendoing songs like Simo by Spice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His lyrics are incredible anyway, but the lyrics for the, the end just really catches my imagination, which is, uh, Little girl, you are cursed by my ancestry. There is nothing but darkness and agony. I can not only see, but you stop me from blinking. Let me watch you as close as a memory. Let me hold you above all the misery. Let me open my eyes and be glad that I got here. It's just that whole thing of, yeah, despite everything that I've gone through, I'm bringing to the table onto you and I'm really worried about that. I'm going to do everything that I can. I'm going to hold you close. I'm going to protect you and I'm going to do whatever it takes to make sure that you're okay. And I think that's just such a beautiful... There's just so much to unpack with all of his lyrics as well. Um, Oh, man. Yeah, that one's... Oh, I love that. Yeah. He's just an amazing lyricist and stuff. Like, you know, he's done an album which was... uh, Right Away Great Captain was his side project. And he'd done three, over the span of three albums, has done a, uh, now what is it? He's done it from the point of view from someone in like the American Revolution, I think it was. And All right, yeah. So it's the where he's come home and found his brother sleeping with his wife and then he goes off to sea to sort of, you know, just get away from it all and then, but comes back and tries to avenge. And there's this whole storyline over these songs. He's just written like, it's incredible. It's really, really great. So I really write him as a as a lyricist and a storyteller and all that sort of thing. But yeah, so yeah, that's totally check that out for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, good shout. So uh, live music experience, mate. What have you got? Right, live music. Um, I mean, there's so many. Um, most of which I've probably been with, you know, been with you uh, at yeah, the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't. I really don't know where to begin. Um, I mean, the one that really sticks in my mind, and we. Um, we did have a couple of messages sort of citing this as well. I think Matt gave this one a shout out as well. I, think, I mean, this one really brought me to tears. And actually, you mentioned Reading Festival 2007. I'm going to take us all the way back there again. It was the Sunday night. Yeah. Uh, it was. The, I'm sure it was the penultimate band of the weekend. Um, and it was Nine Inch Nails. Um, oh yes, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At that time, I'd never really heard anything like anything by them. Uh, but we were uh, smashing pumpkins for the headline act. And we were. were waiting yeah, yeah. for. Oh, it's all connected yeah, together. We, oh, it's like. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> um, we we were waiting for smashing pumpkins, um, and so we thought, oh, you know, we might, we'll watch Nine Inch Nails. We'd heard of them, but yeah, had never heard any of their music. But that performance just blew me away. Like in, like I think I experienced every emotion during that. Um, Absolutely. And yeah. they finished. Uh, they finished by playing Hurt. I remember it so strongly. It was such a Yeah, so do I. So vividly. And I've since watched it, and before we recorded, watched it on YouTube and stuff, and it's so vivid in my mind, clear in my mind. Um, yeah, and I definitely, it's one of the live performances, I think, that inspired me as a musician. Uh, yeah. You know, when we were you know, young and playing in bands and whatnot, I just think, you know, just the musicality of it and yeah. how he sort of commands the stage as well as, 
just the lyrics and oh, everything about that was just incredible. And so even good. talking about it now, it's giving, like making my hair stand on end. Yeah, I think that was an amazing, like the whole spectacle of it, like the, the visuals as well as the just the sincerity of it, I think was really great. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good way of putting it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, really honest. Yeah. And, oh, brilliant. And I'm just looking at the lineup now. I mean, that was a great year. That was Red Hot Chili Peppers, Smashing Pumpkins. That was Nine Inch Nails. That was um, Funeral for Friends. That was Biffy Clyro. But Biffy Clyro on the Radio 1 stage, the one below the ra- main stage, like three down from the headliner. So that was when they were relatively unknown, which is bonkers to think now these days. Oh, yeah. Headline only bands. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, that was the, a band called The Shins, who are really like this cool little Seattle sort of base. Um, or they're on a, the sub pop label. They're really cool. Uh, Paramore yeah. uh, opening the Saturday on the main stage you know, before, oh. before they were even a thing. You know what I mean? Uh, Jimmy World were headlining. So all these bands that we've weirdly talked about have all been on that year. So that was a really great year. Yeah, I was. I mean, that was a good year for. I mean, I mean, Reading back then was the festival to go to. I think. Yeah, totally. that was. Yeah, and just the bands they had like. Oh, that not. So I just brought up the poster here. Like you said, yeah, Red Hot Chili Peppers, your Arcade Fire, Block Party, Fallout Boy, The Used, Jimmy Well, Gogo Bedello. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, the Claxons. Yeah. <laughs> and it was on the Carling stage where Manchester Orchestra were, and that's with like people like Frank Turner. Oh, Frank Turner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. And, you know, all these bands that are like, oh, they're quite big now. You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah. <laughs> um, so that's really cool. Yeah, and in that kind of weird way, just to bring it back from my personal like live experience, that I mean, again, there's a whole host of lists of things. Whether that's a, um, a gig that I've mixed and just felt incredible at. I mean, yeah, it's been a year. Last year, this time last year, I did the sound for um, for Tom Williams, and we were at the Scarlet yeah. in London, and it was the the kind of the big show, the the big show of the year, and that had so many feels for me on that that regard, and that was just incredible. Or it could have been. Yeah just all these little moments where like, oh, I went down to see this one band. I didn't know them and they were amazing. But for me, the most incredible live experience was was Elbow at Reading 2011. Now, the reason why it was such a surprise for me and it was that kind of added to the, the joy of it all was that it was just before Muse. And so me and Scott, one of our friends, were, we wanted to get as close to Muse as possible. So like, all right, let's go yeah. to Elbow. We'll get as close as we can during Elbow, and then we're in a good spot, ready for Muse, like ready to be yeah. like in the in the mush, in the pit. We're gonna. This is that is a, a a pro tip. Yeah, yeah, pro tip, <laughs> classic uh, a plan of attack. Yeah, and I, I didn't really know of Elbow at the time. I didn't really know their stuff, and I was like, okay, yeah, this would be cool. This to check out, and they started playing their songs. I'm like, oh, that's you, because their songs are used in so much in TV and film and all that sort of thing. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, I love this tune. And, oh, yeah, they do that tune. Oh, yeah. And they just kept on happening throughout the whole set. <laughs> and then the whole thing of it is like, it's the final day of the festival. The sun was setting and it, the the vibe of it was incredible. And yeah. like the sunset was inc- like the most beautiful sunset I'd ever seen. Maybe it was just adding to the whole, you know, feeling of the it. atmosphere. Yeah. The incredible music. Yeah. And the incredible vibe. And it was just everyone was it just felt like everyone was just like holding each other's like shoulders and stuff and just like swaying together. It felt like that, but we weren't. But, you know, and it was one of the most emotive, most positive feelings. And we walked, uh, yeah, they walked away. The set had finished and news was happening. I just stood there like a bit, that, that was pretty amazing, wasn't it? I just, I was I literally speechless. I was like, now we're going to go, what, watch Muse for an hour and a half to end the fest. What, what's happening? Like, 
it was just such a beautiful, beautiful way to end the festival. And oh, that's awesome to end the whole thing. And it was just such a surprise, and it was such a beautiful experience. So that was, yeah, that's definitely a thing for me. Oh, awesome! And then after that, Muse played Origin of Symmetry front to back. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a. Uh, I was drained, emotionally drained after that. Festival. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Yeah, and they're always, I think, the best ones. Uh, the ones where you're not, the ones that you're not expecting. Uh, you're just going along either to get in place for someone else or one of your mates has said, you know, you need to check this out. Yeah, This is a good band you, sh- you need to check out. And it was, yeah, I think we were talking before and it was, you know, Reading 2011 and Frank Turner was playing. I'd never heard of Frank Turner. Sure. So I'd gone to my girlfriend at the time and said, you know, like, oh, you need to check him out. So went along to see him and I've been like a, a massive fan ever since. Just great, uplifting yeah. Sort of folk folk punk but yeah they're um the best ones i think and absolutely, yeah elbow yeah. do own the stage as well yeah they absolutely killed it it was really great so yeah so yeah so so thanks uh so much everybody that was such a great response and inspired us to sort of talk about our things as well and so uh yeah thank you very much yeah thanks guys so kez who is our guest today well, Ben, uh, today we have a really special guest. Uh, where do I begin? He is a former mixed martial arts fighter, a charity fundraiser, and best of all, he's father to our youngest listener, Elsie. It's friend of the show, Richard Tut. Tut, welcome to the show. How are you doing? All good, boys. How are you? <laughs> all good. Well, yeah, really good. All the better for having you on. Uh, ah. for, for listeners who don't know, Tut is actually a good friend of ours. Yeah, we had to get him on the show and talk to him because he's got some really good things to talk about. So, Absolutely, mate. And we're going to talk a, a wide range of things, uh, one of which is your fundraising, mate, that you're doing. And you do this for a cause very close to your heart. Can you tell us a bit more about that, mate? Yeah, so it's a condition called dystonia, um, something that my mum suffers with. Uh, she's suffered with it for about 15 years now. Um, it's a neurological movement disorder, uh, and it basically sends faulty signals from the brain, um, and it causes the muscles in her neck to spasm. Uh, uncontrollably and they're very painful um, oh, sure. and in most cases there's no cure um, or in all cases there's no cure, um, but the case the cause is unknown um, mm. and she has to go up to London every three months for Botox injections um, just to sort of calm it down because right. as of yet, as of yet there's no stopping it so wow. it's something we're going to have to live with uh, forever basically sure and uh, and how's that how's that kind of affected you like being watching your mum go through that and stuff? Uh, yeah, it's not been easy. Um, obviously harder for my mum because she has to deal with it on a day to day basis. Um, she still works, um, but she's had to drop a day, uh, so she's only doing three days a week now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like day to day tasks just make everything hard for her, from like washing herself, cooking. Um, just any, any day-to-day things that we take for granted, yeah, yeah. Um, just is a struggle for her, even watching telly, yeah, because her, ne- her neck just twists in a certain direction. So she basically has to sit at an angle when she's talking to you, or if she's trying to watch telly or anything like that. Mm. I mean, the things you're doing. I mean, it's obviously such a good cause, and one you know, obviously that you have you know a really good knowledge of. And um, I, yeah, I must admit, before we met you, Tom, before I had met you. I'd never heard of it. So I imagine raising awareness is really important too. Now, I'd like to know a bit more about Rat Race. I remember uh, that you did some time ago now and you were due to do this year. Can you just give us 
maybe a, a quick insight into how mad and insane this actually is. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I, I did it back in 2018. Unfortunately, got an injury halfway through, so I had to walk most of it. Um, I know which why. meant I had to, I, yeah, I had to miss most of the obstacles, but I ended up walking it and getting my medal at the end because I didn't want to come over with no medal. No, sure. um, <laughs> uh, then I was meant to do it uh, last week, but obviously because of uh, the coronavirus, it got cancelled. Yeah, of course, yeah. And basically, I did, in the past, I've done Tough Mudder, which is 13 miles and about oh. 20 obstacles, I think it is. And then I found Rat Race, which is 20 miles and 200 obstacles. Right. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, so I've, I've done two Tough Mudders and I thought, well, I might as well challenge myself a bit more yeah sure um and double it up basically (laughs) yeah i was gonna say that's 200 obstacles what kind of yeah what kind of stuff do they have uh well some of them are like little ones like hopping over like a log oh okay (laughs) Um, okay, yeah or or going around in a circle on a space hopper that's that's one of my favorites (laughs) and then and then you get to the serious ones which is like a seven meter jump into water um, hundred meter monkey bars. Then you got hundred meter monkey bars. Yeah, yeah. I think oh, it's like a world record length for monkey bars. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so then you got a thirty to forty foot cargo nets and like tire walls that you've got to climb over. Wow. Um, and just yeah, just anything that tests your full body strength, basically. Wow. Oh man. And do you have to. How, yeah. How do you train for it? I'm not a massive running fan. Unless you, put in, unless you put obstacles in my way. So obviously 20 miles when you look at it, it's a long way to run, but it's more fun when you've got obstacles. And luckily I've got a good setup in my garage that I've built up over time. Um, yeah. So I, I basically do weights training, um, hit workouts. So I've got a spin bike. Um, I've got a push bike as well that I go out on. Yeah. I do punch bag workouts, just any anything to keep going really just try i try and train about three times a week if i can yeah yeah i saw, I saw some of your, your videos you put on facebook and stuff and you incorporate a lot of the stuff that you were doing when mixed martial arts you know do you find that's like that's easier for you to train like that or you know do you like to mix it up uh i like to mix it up because if i keep it the same it gets a bit boring for me i have to yeah. be i can't be set to like a, a routine no I like, to, I like to just mix it up um session by session and um, just see how it goes really just make it up on the day and yeah go from there nice yeah I like that I need to I think we were talking just before uh, a couple of days ago Tat, and I said I'd lost my mojo this week I haven't really been training as much as I like to so I think I might take a leaf out of your book yeah uh, it's easy <laughs> to, uh, to lose the like you say the mojo at the moment but yeah. you've got to try and keep going yeah yeah that's it and yeah I think that's quite a really good attitude to have is just to like sort of yeah, mix it up and, you know, do something, keep yourself interested rather than just sort of plodding on with the same, like, oh, just go for a run today or, or you know. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. Yeah. Then you just get complacent. Yeah. Just, just shut off as you're doing it and you, it just becomes a bit boring, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, right, so bearing in mind now, obviously, we're in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic and it's hampered any kind of sort of possibilities for fundraising like you say rat race was supposed to be happening was it this week did you say or um, uh, last, week. <laughs> last week sorry and do you have you know have you got anything planned to, to counter that well firstly i just want to thank everyone that did sponsor me for that because obviously it didn't go ahead but people still put their hands in their pockets and sponsored me so i really appreciate that oh that's really great, yeah. That's, that's great. yeah at the moment it's it's quite difficult because everyone's in a bit of a 
awkward situation with work and money situations as well. So I don't want to sort of be pushing too much for fundraising at, at this time. But sure. I'm thinking of possibly maybe doing like an online quiz. Yeah. Just trying to trying to think of new things to to raise yeah. a bit of money really. But at the same time, trying not to push it at the moment. Mm. I mean, I don't know about you, Kez. Uh, it's that whole thing, isn't it, of like certainly when we were doing our fundraising for the triathlon uh, isolation triathlon I, I know exactly what you mean you're sort of you're asking people to to give at a time when people aren't necessarily able to but yeah. when people do step up it's just such an amazing feeling to go like yeah despite all of that you're still supporting an amazing cause so that's really cool oh yeah it's brilliant yeah yeah, yeah. definitely and i think yeah it, it, it's it's that it's i think the support and you know the acknowledgement is is good in itself you know sort of down for just asking people for money just for the sake of it I think yeah you know like just getting some people involved in something as well is always good I think yeah definitely yeah and even if it's not necessary like if they can't sponsor maybe just like sharing a page on Facebook or yeah sharing sharing a post that's related to to that charity that sort of gets it out there doesn't it so you're you're still raising awareness exactly that Um, yeah whether whether or not you're getting sponsors is is a bonus really yeah, absolutely, and I like the idea of a, of a pub quiz. I, uh, I mean, I love a, I love a quiz myself. Same, same. If there's anything we can do, I think we should put together some sort of quiz, and we should go live tap. I think. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if, uh, you, you come to me with that actually. So yeah, you, yeah. You, yeah, I've got to give you credit for the for the idea. So, but yeah, I'm I'm definitely up for that. If if people are up for it as well, basically. Yeah, yeah. I think we should we'll set something up. I'm sure we can uh, put together a, a nice little quiz and get everyone involved. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, so so that's all really amazing stuff anyway that you've uh, that you've been doing, and it's great to see that you're raising such awareness and um, doing all this amazing fundraising. Doing, I mean, 200 obstacles over all those miles. I mean, it's, yeah, that's an incredible achievement, mate. And of course, we absolutely loved the video that you sent of us of uh, of your daughter Elsie. Um, it really brought a huge smile to my face when I saw that, being able to see. The music that we wrote together and her just dancing away, and I thought it was really cool. Um, <laughs> so I'd sort of I'd like to ask about the positivity, mate, of you being a new dad. Um, as we previously mentioned in a in an episode, um, neither of us two are parents. So could you just give us an idea of what that's like being a new parent? Uh, it's amazing. In one in one word. <laughs> in, one, in one word. <laughs> yeah. I will elaborate, but yeah, it's. I mean, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Sure. Um, oh, definitely, definitely changed my life. Yeah, she's just great. She's just a tiny little person that I've got to look after. And like, especially like I've had nine weeks off work through the coronavirus. And obviously the, the positive in that is that I've just been around to see her grow in those nine weeks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just amazing. Like she started, she started crawling. Oh yeah, so you, you can't blink anymore, is that right? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> you, you sit down and she's gone and it's like, oh, no, no, come back. <laughs> Get away from the cables and just anything <laughs> and everything to grab hold of. It's just the best. Like you could have the worst day at work, and then you'll come back and she'll just smile at you, and it'll just amazing. Your, your worst day's gone. Oh man, it's just yeah, it's just brilliant. And like, I'm I'm constantly it's terrifying as well as amazing. <laughs> yeah, sure. Because <laughs> right, obviously you've got this little person that you just got to look after all the time, and sure. Like when she's in bed, I'm constantly checking the monitor, making sure she's okay. Yeah. Um, and if I've not got the monitor and my partner's got the monitor, I'm always asking her, "Is, is Elsie okay?" Like <laughs> just, double that, just, just making sure. Yeah. Or like we're, we're sat at the dinner table eating, and she'll start like gagging on some food, which is like a, a natural reaction for a baby. But 
I start panicking and I'm like ready to leap into the Heimlich maneuver or something. <laughs> right, <so. laughs> and my, my partner's just like, just just calm down, she'll be all right. And yeah, sure enough, within like a second, it's all it's all over and she's sort of gagged it back up again because yeah. she's she's still learning to eat. So it's just something that every baby goes through. But is that weird? You've like you've got to learn to eat like a whole skill that you just take for granted in like. Yeah, weird? it's it's crazy, and it, obviously there's something we all did as babies as well, but we just don't remember it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so have you found that's given you a new found respect for like your parents and going like, oh yeah, parenting's fine, yeah, see, and now you're a parent yourself. You found that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's, it's just so good. Like, I love it. Amazing. <laughs> and when you when you first when you're first given her in the hospital, you you just sort of think, oh my god, she's made a glass. Like, what? Well, I don't want to don't want to drop her. Don't want to. I don't want to move while I'm holding her in case I do something, but sure, yeah. <laughs> you realise after a while that they're not made of glass. And yeah. <laughs> There's a funny picture of, I th- I'm sure it's when I first came around to, to your, your guys, obviously before uh, lockdown, obviously, and yeah, uh, there's a picture of me holding Elsie. I, I, I didn't look, I, nor did I feel very confident. <laughs> <laughs> you look... Terrified. <laughs> <laughs> I, li- I like to think I've got better in the last six months or so. so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I felt like on the day um, when someone passes the baby uh, to Rachel in that episode of Friends. Um, yes. Which <laughs> is not a football. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a baby, not a football. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Like, once you realise that they're very durable then uh yeah i'll just just throw her around now (laughs) (laughs) literally i'll pick her up throw her up and she loves it she's always laughing and yeah yeah, her laughter and her smile just makes it just worth it basically amazing Um, i just want to thank my partner hillary for bringing her into the world for me and she's just most precious thing to me Oh, tight. <laughs> oh, you're going to make me emotional now, man. <laughs> Big up to Hillary, obviously. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's like looking after two people when she's got me around. <laughs> <laughs> Except I changed oh. my own nappies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tut, thank you so much for asking our questions. Uh, it really has been amazing to hear your story, especially the end bit of being a, a parent. That's amazing. Um, yeah, thank now, you for having me on. No, pleasure. pleasure Absolute mate. pleasure. Um, now, we're going to crack on with our good news. Do you want to join in with that as well? Yeah, I'm up for that. Right. As our regular listeners may know, when our guest joins us uh, for good news, uh, we let them go first. It's only polite, obviously. Uh, so, Tat, what have you got for us? Uh, yeah, so going back along the lines of virtual pub quizzes, there's a guy that we found a few weeks ago. He's an ex-pub landlord called Jay Flynn from uh, Lancashire. Yeah. Um, basically, he set up a pub quiz for his locals in his in his pub, but sort of from his bedroom. And um, he set the thing on Facebook to public. And before he knew it, he had thousands of people tuning in playing the quiz. Um, and I think within a couple of weeks, he ended up getting 180,000 players in one night. Wow. That's 180. Yeah, 180,000. Yeah, he, he broke the world record, which I think for an online quiz, Ben, you were saying earlier, was about a thousand, wasn't it? Something like that. So about a thousand odd, yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. so he slightly beat that. Yeah, um, only, only well, a bit. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, 180,000. Um, oh, yeah, he's raised about, I think as of yesterday, he raised £206,000 for Alzheimer's. Oh, oh wow. Amazing. Um, That's cool. And I think the main reason he set it up to start with was for the NHS. And 
he raised up to 165,000 for the NHS. So oh, that's that, amazing. Amazing. And that's still building as he as he does it week by week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's, we, in, that's we, incredible. Yeah, we play every week now. It's every Thursday and he's recently started doing it on a Saturday as well at Court Pass oh, really? Eight. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, it's good fun. It's good fun to kind of ha- incorporate that routine into your world, you know what I mean? Going like, oh yeah, the quiz is on a Thursday, you know what I mean? As if it would have been as if you were able to go to a pub, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and we get our family involved as well. We, we get them on like Facebook chat and we, we play, there's like four of us all playing together, so it's, it's good fun. Yeah, no, Oh, that's nice. great. Yeah, I'm just reading here as well. It says um, Stephen Fry was a special guest co-host um, yes, on, on one episode and Gary Barlow was the halftime entertainment. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was actually drunk. <laughs> oh, was he? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but yeah, I, I, he, did, he came across a bit drunk, so... Oh, it's a pub oh, quiz, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> need, a, need a couple of pints. Um, yeah. yeah, Dutch courage. Yeah. That's it, definitely. <laughs> that's so good. So yeah, Kez, mate, you're up next. What have you got? Uh, right, I'm I'm doing the local piece. So in our local county, which is Kent in the southeast of England, uh, there is a free counselling service uh, for young people who are in Kent, which is called Couth, which is now available across the county. Um, youngsters in Kent aged between 10 and 16 can now contact qualified counsellors for up to an hour a week of free one-to-one text-based chat. It's just a really good thing. It's see highlighting you know the need for focusing on, on mental health and seeing young children as well. We talked about it on our I think it was our fifth episode with Kelly, the mental health teacher, about you know focusing on uh, mental health in young children. This is a really good move mm. by uh, Kent's Health Services. But yeah, it's just really good. It's really positive. So it's uh, like I said, it's free um, for up to an hour a week for uh, youngsters aged ten, between ten and sixteen uh, who are living in Kent. So yeah, really good kind of thing there. That's really cool, and it's a really good target age as well. I feel like you're in that weird state of life anyway, where you're just trying to figure out who you are as a person you know as you're getting into sort of adulthood and maybe exams or something or whatever so to have that in the back burner just go i just need just a blank party if you will like a, a someone outside of my normal family and friend zone just to chat things out to you so that's really cool yeah yeah it's really, really good yeah. it says here um so youngsters can self-refer online um, and the system is completely anonymous there are no waiting lists and it's so it's quick and easy for those in need of support and then uh, helplines are also manned in the evenings uh, with between 6pm and 10pm, the most likely time. And so uh, consequently often the busiest. So it comes to teens you know, looking for somewhere to offload. I think it's yeah. yeah, a really, really sort of good focus. That's really cool. Nice. Um, right. So, Ben, you're up. What you got? Yeah. So you've gone local. I've sort of gone, well, both kind of nationally and across the pond. So while scrolling through Twitter... I accidentally came upon this one. So this is a guy um, called Greg Plummer on Twitter who put a a series of pictures up and just said this was um, during lockdown in the UK, Archie, who I assume is his son, decided he wanted to build the NRG Stadium, which is the home of his favourite NFL team, the Houston Texans, out of his Lego blocks. Yeah. He hopes his favourite player, JJ Watt, likes it. And he sort of tagged the Houston Texans, tagged the NFL and tagged JJ Watt into into the post. And I think that was one of those tweets of just go, oh, I'll just tweet that out to a celebrity or someone I admire and maybe they'll go back to me. You know what I mean? That kind of vibe. Yeah. JJ Watt actually found it, saw it and responded. And JJ Watt, to put it into context, is like a really prolific um, NFL player. Uh, such an important part of the Houston Texans team and the the, the NFL in a, 
in a nutshell. JJ Watt said, that is incredible. Whenever we can have the fans in the stands again, I want to fly Archie over here to experience a game in the real life version of the stadium he built. Please send me a DM so we can sort it out. And until then, send my best to Archie from across the pond. I think that's really amazing just that he's going to fly them out, do this full experience, do probably a bit of a meet and greet, go to Houston, which they probably never would have gotten a chance to do. And I think that's just what an amazing time to bring some positivity during the lockdown. Oh, it's, that's that great. Brilliant. Yeah. That stuff yeah. never happened to me. I always write to him. <laughs> Still waiting. Yeah. <laughs> well, you see, he's got loads of letters to get through. He, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been six months and still no word. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to build the stadium there. I think that's going to help you out. So uh, get your Lego bricks out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's, yeah, that's a really good story. It's one of those things, isn't it? On the, on the off chance, you just, uh, you know, you tweet someone and then, you know, someone goes out and does something awesome like that for you. It's, yeah, yeah, that's good, yeah. yeah, even yeah. if you just retweeted and went, that looks good. Full stop. Would have just made it yeah. a day, I'm sure. Yeah. But he's gone above and yeah. beyond that and gone, cool, we're going to fly you out of here and you're, you're going to hang out. You're just not expecting that, are you? Absolutely no, not. No. That's really cool. Uh, <laughs> Amazing. So it's very cool. Okay, Tuck, thanks so much for joining us, answering our questions and obviously joining us for good news. It really has been great to hear uh, yeah, about your story and what you have done and obviously raising awareness for uh, dystonia as well. Thanks so much for coming on the show. We, I think we should set up a pub quiz soon. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. I'm 100% up for that. Yeah. yeah, thank you for having me on. Pleasure, mate. Really appreciate it. I feel like a little celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening to your podcast. Well, I listen to all of them now. So Great, nice. I'm a, I'm a permanent fan. <laughs> oh, well, permanent fan and guest as well. So it's, it's, guest, been, so, yeah. <laughs> it's been so good having you on. Thank you very much, boys. Thank Cheers. you, mate. Nice one. See ya. So that was a really amazing interview, don't you think, Kez? Oh, yeah, great. Uh, just really, one of those things, it's, it's really positive, really talking about things close to his heart and the way he talks about being a new parent is just, you can hear yeah. the sort of twinkle in his eye, if you like. And it, oh, it's just, Absolutely that, yeah. Yeah, really emotional, really sort of, it really gets you thinking and makes you feel happy about that. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, so thank yeah. you so much, Rich Tat, for, for joining us. And if you want to find out more about the disease that his mum suffers with and you can sort of find out more and where you can fundraise and all that sort of thing, you can log on to dystonia.org.uk to find out more. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at 2P Podcast and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash 2P You can also find our website, which is www.2ppodcast.com and you can email us at hello at 2ppodcast.com. So please get in touch and we read all of your messages. And if you send us in a question or comment, you'll have a chance to feature on the pod. Very cool. Thank you so much for listening. Peas and love. We've been 2Ps in the pod. He's been Kez. And he's been Ben. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.